that song. Name that song. Uh, Rolling by Fred Durst. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> What's the name of that group he was in? Limp doesn't, doesn't matter. Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. Lamp. Oh. Biscuit. Biz- oh, yeah, it was Biscuit. Biscuit. <clears throat> B-I-Z-K-I-T. <laughs> That's oh. right. Yes. <laughs> All right. I was obviously a fan. Are we rolling? Were you doing? Were you, were you in it for the nookie? Always. <laughs> so you can take that cookie. <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> what a great lyric. What, what was great that lyric? sound that he made? It was like, yeah. <laughs> is that your butt? Is that your? That's your the sound you make when Fred Durst drops <laughs> a cookie up your <laughs> the ass. Cookies in your ass. <laughs> it's not very pleasant. <laughs> it sounds like a much pig like almost. that noise. I mean, he could have done something with like a nice <clears throat> like suppository shape, like a nutter butter. But I think he went full like. Um, no. Round like a cookie in some, sideways. Something like spiky, like a macaroon. <laughs> like a, one of those hard cookies from Sam's Club. Just a big case of... That was big like two weeks before that are like the leftovers <laughs> that look hard. supposed to be fresh. So yeah, everybody, we thought we'd save our uh, Limp Biscuit talk for episode 69. Because that's Boom. just the way it goes around here Boom. at Schmovie Town. <laughs> the town of Schmovie. <laughs> you know episode what? 69. This is a good episode because we're going to be giving you a little something. You're going to give us a little something. That's the way it works. At the same time, right? And then should you decide to leave some some remnants of your bodies remnants. On, on, us, on our faces, <laughs> do, do, do what you may. So what you're saying, though, is like we are right now, <laughs> we're in their ear. Oh, we're in their ear, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Where are they? Like, what are they doing for us? What's the return? Oh, is it just that we're giving them our voices and they're giving us the their insides ears. of their ears? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, so everybody out there, that's the way it works. That's the kind of audio 69ing we've been doing with you all along. <laughs> audio, <laughs> Idiots. Audio yeah, right. Out of you. <laughs> we've been... Oh, never mind. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Good thing I pumped the break right there for yeah. a moment. Oh, just pump man. something. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, episode 69. Yeah. Summer mm-hmm. movie preview. Yep. Summer movie preview. Of 2013. Our safest bets of summer 2013. Where if you had money, we actually, we're not betting, right? No, we're, we're not. We're not no. Okay. No, we, we, could, we could have. It might have been fun. Missed opportunity. Uh, if you were going to go with one film mm-hmm. each of the month of mm-hmm. the summer, mm-hmm. May, June, July, August, those four months, you'd have four films. And there's three of us, so you'll have 12 films. Theoretically, maybe Theoretically, less. maybe a little crossover. Maybe we'll slide a little backup in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, an alternate, if you will. Um but you, you got a nice dozen films that we're gonna we're gonna go with as expecting to be good stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. big films, at least this is coming from my perspective. Some big films, some not so big films. Some films that are gonna make hundreds of millions of dollars, and some films that may only make hundreds <laughs> of thousands of dollars. Make dick. Yeah. <laughs> dick in the movie. Who knows if it's if it's if it's that good? Maybe it'll fi- maybe it'll find a way. Okay. It'll find a way. So we're going to do May, right? Yeah, we're going to get right into this, I think. Yeah, yeah we're going right to start in. right I up. I think the, the, the right rules are out there. Go round robin, one movie a month. Talk about why. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a reason why, if you just like the title, you can just say that too. But hopefully well, there's a reason why you want to see this movie. Ronald. I Kick I, it off. I don't want to see this movie, but I know it's going to do well. This is this is your movie of May. This movie. Oh, you don't. Oh, you, this. Okay. It's, all this right. is. These are. These are. See what happens usually. Just so you guys are aware, with Ronald, we have to explain things at least a half dozen yeah. times. Mm-hmm. And what we do, we change the wording up. Yeah. So that eventually, when you take those six times and and take the words out, he'll see the commonality, mm-hmm. and it's the thread. It's yep. the one movie a month for May. 
June, July, and August. <laughs> See, the thing that you don't know about Ronald, though, is he hears the words you don't say. Right? Yeah, right. He, he sees like the blinks that I throw right, his right, way, yeah, or like right. the little ear shrugs. I see the little booby traps. He listens to the space in between your words. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. The pause. So, my movie of May. Your surefire film. My surefire film. <laughs> you motherfuckers. It's been, it's been delayed for a month, a year. I'm ready for this shit. I'm ready for The Great Gatsby. I would agree with you. I don't, man. This movie was looks, it yours? It was not. Oh. It looks like but it is it's, much. It's 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 much anticipated. In it my looks eyes. like it's 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 ready for uh, ready for business. I don't know what what about it was shitty last year that they're like we got to polish this turd, and now this turd looks like it's going to be an amazing movie. So um, a big shiny turd. What we all love to go turd. see in 3D, no less. Weird. I don't. I don't know that I'm gonna care yeah, about that. Right. Maybe. What, what I don't know. That well, that's just the the Baz Luhrmann effect, isn't it? Right. You know, yes. just that he's gonna do something visually kind of. That's. I mean, like you can expect the soundtrack to be anachronistic. You can expect the visuals to be anachronistic. I feel like that's just something that he's gonna bring. To, if it were any other director, I would be like, why is it in 3D? But hearing right. that Baz Luhrmann's doing a 3D film, it just makes perfect sense on some level. But sure. But what does it add to this story? I don't know. Who knows. Maybe champagne corks well, like here, popping. Yeah, at that's the it. Like it's like the fireworks going off yeah. at the parties or yeah. whatever, or the clothes being thrown around mm-hmm. as they jump into the pools or whatever. But yeah, I mean that that being the initial reason. Does Gatsby they... have occasion to throw any gold coins up in the air? Or, oh, of or they probably spear at somebody. <laughs> it's like you got this here, pal. He points yeah. to somebody's chest. Is there like a like fencing war. scene or something like that? Like yeah. rich people do that, right? I think there's a lot of car driving, so there's going to be a lot of like cars coming at me. Yeah. Wow, that's 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 a lot of black maids in 3D. So great Gatsby. In the background, we're feeling good about this one. You're feeling good about it. You like the Great Gatsby. Hopefully, we can all say that when it comes out uh, in May. My my film is uh, I had a tough time deciding, only because there was a small film that I really you, am looking you, forward to. You say mm-hmm. the movie, I think you. But I'm gonna go with Star Trek in the Darkness. Oh, okay, okay. Um, for a couple of reasons. One, J.J. Abrams, huge fan, really excited about what will come of the Star Wars series. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm excited to see where he goes with the Star Trek franchise. Did you say Star Wars or Star Trek just then? Star Wars. Okay, but you're okay. You're uh, referencing J.J. Abrams in terms of both of the, the Star franchise. Yes, because he... basically what I'm saying is I, I want to see where he takes the Stars, world. both Trek and Wars. Exactly. So what was so great about the first Star Trek was its appeal for the long-term fan and the newbie. Mm-hmm. And and the world that you made very understandable. It wasn't too it wasn't too deep that you felt like you were missing out on something. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing the film with my girlfriend and my dad. My dad's hardcore. My girlfriend's never seen it. I'm in the middle. We all loved it. You know what I mean? So I'm really anxious to see what happens if he stays with the aesthetic of that film and the character development of that film. Um, and where he goes with it in expanding this, because hopefully, you know, we'll see how that works when Star Wars is made. Mm-hmm. Um, huge fan of Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm really excited to see, uh, you know, his his take as a villain in this Star Trek world. Um, a mysterious villain who may or may not be Khan. I don't Khan. know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I just everything looks great. Uh, trailers are pretty 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 impressive. Not blowing me away, but I have a feeling that they're not. I hope that they're not kind of giving it. The trailers to me All seem to be just trading on the idea that if <clears throat> hey if you liked the the first one if, if you liked the reboot a couple of years ago this look you know what I mean it feels yeah. like another chapter in that world and I, right. I like all those actors in that those roles so yeah like the so, trailer but the, you're right the trailer hasn't shown you anything that just knocks you on your ass really but you just sort of generally trust that it's going to be a decent story yeah, so. you, you know you you hope that there's going to be more than one scene that will hopefully do just that yeah. uh, 
because I, I love the first one, and like I said, I, I I have a lot of faith in J.J. Abrams. So. Well, he likes he loves secrets. He loves keeping. So I would That's believe that I'm he hoping. would be a guy who would edit the trailers very carefully, not to show you the Smart stuff. Guy. I hope so. I hope so. Guy, so I'm trusting him. Star Trek in the Darkness. Can't wait. Well, I'm not going to mention a movie, but I am, I do want to just take a brief aside, just because last night all I was commenting on was that the summer movie season is going to be upon us, and I turned to Ronald and I said, I can't <clears> believe <throat> Iron Man comes out next Friday. And so what Ron, or Iron Man 3 comes out next Friday. And so Ronald immediately went like for, for like 30 <laughs> seconds was sustained making fun of me for even bringing up Iron Man 3. He was like, oh, Iron Man 3. Oh, wow, wow, wow. So I just was going to say, don't worry, Ronald. It's not going to be Iron Man Thank 3. Thank goodness. But, okay, well, we're not going to get into Iron Man 3 at all then. We'll talk about it after we've seen it. It actually is out today, the day that this podcast drops. So we all, everybody knows now whether it's, whether it's another Iron Man 2 or... <laughs> You know, a decent follow-up to the Avengers. Right. I will say that all those Marvel movies look like they're kind of amping it up. Like the, yeah. Have you seen the trailer for, for Thor 2 yet? Yeah. No, I still haven't. It's pretty good. It looks, yeah, it looks it, much bigger, you know? It does. You're absolutely looks right. looks like they actually decided, now we're going to put some effort into this Thor thing, as yeah. opposed to the first one, which felt like they kept it small. Yeah, like they're like, hmm. But the movie uh, that I... So, yeah, <laughs> I, it's great, because uh, you named Gatsby. I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. You named... What movie was it you just named? Star Trek in the Darkness. Star Trek in the Darkness, which I was interested in. But which leaves me open to make my safe bet for May, a smaller film by a director that I really like that's made a few <coughs> movies that I've really enjoyed. Uh, the last one he made was Greenberg. Uh, it's Noah Baumbach. And he's got a movie coming out in May uh, on, uh, what's the date? <clears throat> May 17th, a movie called Francis Ha. And it's uh, starring Greta Gerwig, who was in his last movie, Greenberg, and she's been in a few indie films. Uh, she was had a really memorable short role in House of the Devil. She played like the friend of the lead in that. Um, she's just an actress I like. He's a writer-director that I like. I really liked The Squid and the Whale. I really liked most of, of Greenberg. Mm-hmm. Um, How did the- you feel about Arthur? That she was in, her you big know, crossover into I, I had no, I have sort of no interest in her, her as a crossover figure. You know, I, like, I, I liked I her kidding. in the movie. Though. I didn't see it. Oh, yeah, I was kidding. Not the detract. Yeah, not right. the detract. Oh no. Well, I mean, but it's like th- what's interesting about this movie is that after she was in Greenberg, supposedly Noah Baumbach asked her to like tell her what it's what it's like to be of her generation. You know, and like what people her age are wondering and what's on their mind. And she sent him like a long email apparently. <clears> um, and then he basically they kind of went back and forth and they conceived a character around the idea of, you know, a woman at a certain stage in her life who's who's uh, like learning how to make her own way in the world. It just sounds like a really general kind of storyline. But in his hands, Noah Baumbach is really good at, I think, eliciting these these very believable moments that can kind of cut deep sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least every one of his movies has had at least one or two kind of emotionally powerful scenes. Uh, and I've always sort of liked the world that he creates. So yeah, I think that movie's a safe bet. I don't know much about it in terms of the plot or who else is in it. I know Adam driver is in it. <clears throat> he and Greta Gerwig seem like a pretty good match on screen if they have scenes together. So having very little to go on, except that it supposedly is reminiscent of like a Woody Allen movie from the seventies. Uh, I'm pretty enthusiastic about Francis Ha. I'll check it out. I'm gonna. I haven't seen the trailer yet, so I'll definitely check it out. So, so, so we're in. We're in. June. What comes after May, Ronald? <laughs> we're in June now, right? June, June pick. Oh fuck. Okay, so June. You can tell Ronald was prepared yet again. Yeah. No, no, because I had a couple. <clears throat> this is the one that it's a big. I I don't want to. I feel like I'm always talking about indie, but motherfucker, I'm gonna talk about the movie. That uh, everybody's kind of talking about, but not really at the same time. Josh Whedon's Much Do About Nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this seems like a winner on a just a artistic level. 
it it's just something about this movie just has a a a pace to it from the trailer that that's something that I love about movies and it just looks uh beautifully shot great actors and actresses in it um and I love Josh Wheaton so much ado about nothing I mean it's Shakespearean stuff mm-hmm. like you you know the material but it got great reviews at the at the festival screenings that I read about too right, so right. So that's the movie. But also, it's like made with his kind of stable of actors. Didn't he shoot it in his house? And I think the the verbiage is all kept intact. Yeah. They've just modernized the setting. So, yeah. you know, that's a very, could be seen as a really uncommercial movie. Or my June pick, I'm going big again. <clears throat> Excuse me. Going big summer blockbuster. Oh, Maybe boy. the biggest one. Okay. I think. Huh. Uh, I'm going Man of Steel. All right. Well, we just overlapped. So. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that means we have good taste. I didn't want to say it because you guys were going to say it. Well, I, okay. we're going to have the. I think we all have this thing where it's like, <clears throat> you don't want to mention the obvious thing, but <laughs> yeah. I decided I had to do that at least at least one month out of the summer. And this to me, yeah, I saw. I just saw the new trailer for it today. It looks really great. Oh I mean, my God. the new trailer is incredible. Michael Shannon as Zod. That that's all I needed to know, really. Yeah, I love the end of the trailer. The whole like S. What is mm-hmm. S? Team? That that fuck that gave me cold chills, man. Yeah. Like, I love that shit. Mm-hmm. It, this is like it just feels like a, a Superman film that we deserve, as, yeah. you know, as fans uh, of of good movies, action movies, superhero films, whatever. Um, it just feels so good, and, and it looks good. It yeah. looks right. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a fan of Zack Snyder, especially when he doesn't have a hand in writing it. Well, I like his visual <clears throat> sense, right? And so I've always thought, give him a really good <clears throat> story to tell. And it's Christopher Nolan's brother, right? Jonathan Nolan wrote the script. Uh, yeah, I think da- yeah. Well, David David Goyer. David S. Goyer, yeah, wrote it, and or maybe the story, story was based like I think Christopher and his brother I think had a hand in it, Jonathan, yeah. but yeah, I mean Chris Nolan I think is a producer on the film, um, so you can just I guess all I'm getting at is you it sounds like you can count on that kind of sure hand as far as the content, not just the look, because I think yeah. Zack Snyder can bring the look, and can put yeah. together an action scene. I really I really think it's going to be an asset that the the least one of the least known names on this impressive cast is. Superman is yeah. Clark Kent. You know, you're talking about Russell Crowe, Kevin Costner, Amy Adams, Michael Shannon, Diane Lane, Lawrence Fishburne, smaller Christopher Maloney's in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a big, a big cast, man. Uh, big actors, big names, big shadows to be in. Um, and I just, I, I don't know. I don't know how, what else to say. I'm just really excited for it. Every trailer, the first trailer, the teaser trailer came out with the voiceover, the two versions with. Uh, Crow and Costner, the two different versions, was was I thought great. The first right. full length trailer ending on him like kind of shooting off and going to like super speed. Yeah, I love when I mean, he's like gearing up to go. And the and ground you see, like, is the, trembling. The dust, like, trembling. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, it, yeah. it just seems right. And I mean, I think it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, I think it's cool that there's a. Li- I don't know how deep it goes in the movie, but seeing him as a child a little bit, you know, and like kind of. Uh, in a couple scenes in the trailer, like, you know, people that are aware of his abilities even when he's a child and, like, it's kind of being hidden or it's kind of being brushed under and it's like, but who am I kind of right. thing. I really think that's going to be a cool story angle. But it also seems like a cool way to make Superman seem fresh because one of the things we were talking about just last night yeah. that the... Uh like a lot of people think of Superman is kind of a boring character, and it's like I think his Boy Scoutness and his kind of that he's sort of like undefeatable, except by these you know there's a few ways to beat Superman. Yeah. Sure. And so it can kind of make the stories kind of repetitive. But the whole point of him, I think, is that he is he is that simple, and he is trying to be so good. Yep. Yeah. I think if you try to bring that character and try to just make it a little more believable, it's I I guess 
I guess I'm just intrigued to see what these writers and these creative folk have in mind as a way to say we're going to, I mean, hopefully keep him Superman, keep him kind of being the world's biggest Boy Scout, but yeah. like what motivates that? And, and and I've heard they're really playing on the kind of loneliness and the kind of singleness of being this person who's sort yeah. of like a god amongst people. You know, they tried that a little bit in Superman Returns, but really I think I, well. I think they needed a fresh start and this feels like a much smarter way to yeah. sort of sort of approach it because you can totally picture if this is good people being just as excited for whatever they could do next with this the way people were for Dark Knight yeah, after totally. Batman began yeah. so yeah. Zack Snyder said no kryptonite in this movie I also heard no Lex Luthor I heard I saw uh, people are going to be really I saw mm. like a there's like a parent I don't know well it's like maybe like maybe just that he's not the main villain he's not the main villain yeah. but I I think that it ex- I read somewhere that there's like a rumor that he exists in this film. Yeah. And there's references to like Luther Corps and like Oh, there should be. You know, and they yeah. and they'll see somebody. That's mm-hmm. cool. But I think that'd be incredible. Just to kind of wink at it. Well, what would be interesting would be if they've cast him yet, because that would be the only reason really to keep him if they show fully we... out of it but refer to him would be if they don't they haven't cast him yet, but they want people you know, they want you to know that he's because obviously Lex Luthor would be huge in the world of Metropolis. He'd be if, Matthew McConaughey. Or I was thinking more like <laughs> Donald Trump, but even that's not right. <laughs> now, check it out. There's like there's a couple things out there. There's an yeah. actor who he's a like a oh, no okay. name actor. Okay, maybe they're doing the same oh. thing with Lex that was kind of caught in an interview where he kind of like uh, revealed a little bit about mm-hmm. shooting a, a couple scenes for the film and gotcha. uh, what he looks like and um, how that maybe looks a little like Lex Luthor. But I don't know. June 14th, I'm I'm there. Dude. What yeah. I'm interested to see as well is if they are going to try to connect it in any way to the world of Gotham. I mean, if there's going to be anything that connects it to the world really set up in, in the Batman movies. Because it's still hard to... Like, it's hard to picture in those Batman... In the Christopher Nolan Batman films, it's hard to picture an alien with super strength. But, I mean... Who knows? You know, like, because yeah. it, but it does seem like what DC w- might try to do would be to co-opt a little bit of what that, what Marvel has done, which is like creating like an, a, a universe as much as a, because they've already talked about getting Christopher Nolan and uh, Christian Bale back for the Justice League movie. You know, I mean, those guys probably aren't done, so right. we'll we'll have to see. Yeah, but this could be the beginning of DC <clears throat> doing it right. I, I guess hope so. All I'm saying. I hope so. It looks it looks right so far. So yeah. let's hope it continues and delivers. Yeah. So let's go back to Ronald. I guess. Yeah, it's your turn. We got the. Got July. July. July's a weird month because there aren't. There are a lot of movies, but there aren't too many that I'm really. Okay, so I didn't want to pick this one, but I think it's. I just think do it's it. Pacific Rim. All right, we just overlapped. Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. <laughs> so why don't you guys tag team this? Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> uh, he's failed me lately. And in the production thing, like how everything says thing, yeah. brought to you by, produced yeah. by. Yeah. And, and you, you the movies that he's put his bit. name on, I haven't really felt like were they were as good as they could be. But this feels like one of those <laughs> movies that I'm, I wasn't really looking forward to at first, like real still, which I, I you know, it's robots and shit like that. I, I've never really liked mm-hmm. robots in movies. I love robots in general, though. Like in real life, you in, like that. In, yeah. in, in, in real life, you know, when they're going around saving the world. But you know, in, like giant in, attacking robots, though, in, this, in just your in everyday this, life, you're right? In this rock'em sock'em sort of way, that this looks like it's like yeah. huge, like kind of what Transformers should have been, sort of way, yeah. Um, I've kind of looking forward to well, it. Well, I mean, to me, more. it's just a case of seeing Guillermo del Toro with all the money thrown at him, yeah, yeah. And I think that we've never seen that before. And this is a project that was that he at least had a hand in originating it, you know. Um, 
I'm not like a big Godzilla movie fan or necessarily, uh, what do they call them, kaiju films, and you know, the giant monster yeah. films. But I, something about seeing it done on this scale, done right, and something about like the cast by and large, like Idris Elba is in it. I think Charlie Day yeah. is in it. Charlie it, Hunnam's in it. You're right, maybe about the Guillermo del Toro presents credit not meaning that much, but yeah. he has yet to direct a movie that's just that's just a waste of time. So, so I think it looks pretty interesting. Yeah. I feel like that movie makes me like... Feel like I'm watching like a Saturday morning like cartoon like yeah. those, those Voltron yeah like, totally it, it, it which I, I want like to believe a good feeling. It. yeah right it's yeah. a good feeling I want to believe in it so yeah I'm I'm yeah I'm excited for that as well the the my film for July actually is going to pump the brakes not go as big this time oh but um I'm going to go to another one of my powerhouses <laughs> which powerhouse is, move which is yeah, attacking which the is which is hitting yeah. the mic from the right yeah. side with the hook <laughs> um which is horror and there's a film coming out called The Conjuring uh that is directed by James Wan uh. Guy, I think he's involved with like the Saw films, Insidious, which I was a big fan of. Insidious, mm-hmm. not the Saw films. Of course you are. Um, yeah, we talked about the trailer for The Conjuring a few episodes ago. Yeah. Um, cool cool cast. I mean, I don't know. P- Patrick Wilson, uh, Vera Farmiga, who recently has been in the Bates Motel series, which I, th- I think is pretty cool. Um, Ron Livingston and Lily Taylor. Uh, it- it's based on true events. I don't want to say a true yeah. story. Yeah. It's like, you know, whatever. Uh, about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Who Reminiscent of something that may or may not have, have happened, happened in yeah. life or in somebody's mind. Um, yeah, they're paranormal investigators. Um, I don't know, man. It just it, it, it has like the, the trailer has everything about the, the 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 moody, scary house things outside of my control horror film that I, I usually like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some creepy references to kids in it. It's got some movement of inanimate objects you know it's it's just it just seems like it's a really well laid out the idea that a, that this film warner brothers believes in it so much to move it from a halloween release which is a you know that's a no-brainer for a film like this mm-hmm. to push it up to a midsummer like almost like a midsummer horror tentpole release which is not really common at all anymore yeah you know they're they're putting this film out you know in a month like you know you you guys mentioned pacific rim um, you know, the Wolverine coming out, uh, Despicable Me Too, uh, uh, Ryan Gosling's new film, Only God Forgives. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a, di- it's counter-programming in a lot of ways, which the film has been screening really well. I've read online a lot it's at some of the film festivals that's played at. Um, I'm just all about it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's another horror film coming out later this summer that I'm also looking forward to, but this one is the one that I think looks like it may scare the shit out of me. And uh, I'm not like a, I don't really usually go for like the like possession kinds of films, mm-hmm. but these things, like something existing before you came there, the yeah. paranormal things, some of that, it, that shit gets to me. Cause when I go home, I think about my house might be that house. Right. You know what I mean? Like the poltergeist feel. And, uh, well, like, it, I don't believe in any of that stuff, but I think part of not believing in it for me is knowing that I don't believe in it because I've never experienced it. Right. So it's almost like some part of my brain is daring the cosmos to like, all right, show me something. And sometimes and so I'm my- like, if even subconsciously, like sitting down in this basement late <clears throat> at night working on something and I hear a noise up in the house and I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. okay, I guess I really don't want the universe to prove me, prove me wrong <laughs> about the whole ghosts aren't real thing. But I, you know, I'm, it's like, what, what you would do in that situation, I'm, you that you can't possibly understand what you would do if you were confronted with something. So yeah, it's hard not to be have your brain tickled by those. You don't want to you you don't believe in it because you don't want to entertain the idea that it could possibly right be real. Or know. you recognize that not believing in it is part of the process of one day having the shit scared out of you and then suddenly <laughs> believing it. So like, yeah, but yeah, the Conjuring is uh, hitting theaters July nineteenth. Looks like solid horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think recently James Wan has kind of put out some really interesting horror films. Some better than others, but. Um, 
Didn't they try a movie last summer? Or wasn't there a movie last summer that was like a summer hit that came out? A horror film? Like that was programmed in that kind of summer movie period. I feel like we've uh, had that conversation about, about them realizing that horror movies have that sort of built-in opening. We watched something to, at that time. I don't remember what that was. It wasn't Sinister. That was Fall, right? No, yeah, that wasn't it. All right, well. Yeah, I don't know. We can, we can look into that. But. This is interesting podcast material. Yeah, I just, I just like, I just love the idea that you take something that is made for horror, you mm-hmm. know, fans that are, you know, they're gonna crowd to see this in in Halloween, in October, November, and you just say it's 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 believed in enough by the studio and by response thus far, mm-hmm. that you drop it into the middle of all these huge blockbuster films, a movie that's probably one tenth, if not more, of a budget that those movies are made for, right? With not a huge, not a lot of huge stars, really. Um, I bet but, there's I bet there's two ways of thinking about that. I you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they're actually thinking what if people go for the big movie and it's sold out and they <laughs> see the next show. But also there is a built-in I mean horror as we've discussed as long as the budget's not too high for horror. Um mm-hmm. it, it seems that horror has a built-in audience. You know, like there's certain people you're going to make decent money on your opening weekend with a one of these mainstream horror films. And yeah. it almost doesn't even have to have legs beyond that. Like, it seems like it makes it. And it's got a good week, quick. too, because look at the calendar. The week it end, opens on the July 19th. It has R.I.P.D. with Ryan Reynolds and uh, Jeff Bridges. <sighs> that looks <sighs> horrific. I've never it was seen... Like, it was like the first bad draft student film version oh. of Men in Black. Well, it's also, yeah, like, it, exactly. it's also like the first time I've seen a trailer and Jeff Bridges looked like the worst thing in a movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. And then also that weekend is, is Red 2, which I think will have an audience. I think Red 2 will probably be successful. But I think that Conjuring coming out that week, it I mean, I think it's going to be You can see successful. the three different age demographics. Yeah. Red 2 appeals to maybe your 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 gray hairs. Yeah. Uh, people, What is RIPD? Is it like PG-13 or PG? Probably, yeah. So there you go. You've got your kids yeah. going. That is like, you're totally right about it, though, being a total ripoff of Men in Black. Yeah. It is Every exactly single person that's seen it, it's the first thing they say. Oh, Men in Black. But, it looks just like it. But mm-hmm. yeah, The Conjuring, I can't wait. John, what are you working? Oh, you had Pacific yeah, Rim. Pacific Rim. Okay. So now it's your turn. Back to Ronald for the the August. last month of the summer. Augustus. I have <laughs> usually the least good films. Yeah, of the summer, have, but who knows? But there's some good ones. Yeah, I've, I picked. Fuck, man. So August is weird because there there are two movies that I really want to see that are huge, and then one smaller one. Mm-hmm. So I can just I talk just... about one. No, don't. You can't double up. You can't. I like John cracking the whip. No, man. you're going first. We're keeping this one moving fast. Hey, I took two overlaps tonight, so like, <laughs> I was I was you stung. Must be, you must be. I was on your chair I was right stung now, earlier when Steve said, "And John, we're only doing four, John." <laughs> um, so I'm keeping it on the level tonight. Fuck. Just narrow it down. Kick ass two. Kick ass two. I love comics. Kick ass one was so great. You've seen the trailer for Kick ass two yet? Yeah. Um, Jim Carrey looks great. Jim in it. Carrey in his voice mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, he does like look. He looks fun. Crazy Jersey, New Yorkish. Mm-hmm. It looks. It looks very, very, very good. It that seems like, like exactly what he should be doing too. Is yeah. like taking little character turns and like really doing a comedic character yeah. and not. He you know. hasn't done something like that in a while. Like I feel like the Magician movie fell flat. But it's, but but everyone said he was the funniest thing. Right, in it too. right. Um, but this looks like one of those movies that just he needed to be a part of. Can you imagine if what's the name was in it too? Uh, Nicholas Cage was in it too. Well, <laughs> it, I mean, is there's possibility of flashbacks? I guess for his right. character, but <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but it seems to me like you mentioned Nicholas Cage. It seems kind of funny that what I see this movie doing for Jim Carrey on a certain level, 
kind of or potentially what it did for, for what the first one did for Nicolas Cage, oh, yeah. you know, which was take a guy who's made some bad movies and just kind of remind you that he's capable of turning in this crazy character kind of turn, you know, yeah. really over the top, but in this world. And as far as the story goes, have you read the comic of Kick-Ass 2? No, not yet. And I want to I want to read it pretty soon before. I don't know how closely it follows. I know that there are certain... I the think, first one followed it pretty closely. Hopefully. Yeah, it really did. So much so that when I read the graphic novel, I actually was almost surprised how much it, yeah, they kept it in the movie. I think they diverge a little bit more with this uh, one. Because Mark Millar, the writer of Kick-Ass, the comics, you know, he's yeah. he's pretty graphic and brutal. And I, I think is. they've downplayed some of that stuff for the, for the second movie. Gotcha, but. gotcha. Well, I have a smaller one. But I don't oh, no, no. I just meant if you had anything else to say about Kick-Ass 2. Nope. Right. Hopefully it's Kick-Ass, comma, 2. <laughs> yeah. Hey! Hey! yeah. <laughs> Freeze frame. Yeah, high five. Um, <laughs> I'm going real small with my August pick. I'm going with a Sundance hit. Going with a film called The Spectacular Now. Mm. Um, oh, I don't know many people don't know about, about this film. Read a lot about it last year. Or this year, rather. Uh, through Sundance. It's the third film from James po- James Ponsolt, who did last year's Smashed. I don't know if you guys saw that with Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Aaron Paul. Mm-mm. Did either of you see that? I read about it. Re- it sounded, re- sounded really really like good. Grim. She's really great in it, though. It's 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 a hard to watch film, but it's it's really well made and, and really great acting. But this film is called The Spectacular Now, uh, with uh, Miles Teller and Shailene Woodley, the girl from The Descendants, and Miles Teller. Uh, he he's been in like uh, that Twenty One and Over movie that came mm-hmm. out. He was also in the Footloose remake. Nothing really talking very positive towards him, but yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, but the only thing I had to read about, and I saw this in multiple reviews, is that um, excuse me, the one of the reviews said that, uh, and it's actually on Wikipedia that John Hughes would be proud of this film, and mm. that's all I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. I love John Hughes films, um, just the tone of them, kind of what they stand. Have for. you noticed the John Hughes remake train seems to be starting up? Yeah. How do you yeah. feel about that? Um, you talking about Weird Science? Well, Weird Science, but also I've heard. You know, it almost seems like Breakfast Club. Some is of them sh- they can't touch. Well, but I, I think that's probably one of them. But I could see that almost being a shoe in for. Uh, I mean, it's like it's, I, if if you're going to step outside your fandom and just right. say what movies would a studio go? Oh, oh, sure, yeah, sure. Breakfast Club has just got like updating that for modern kids would be, you know, Money would be almost like a no brainer. Sure, but I'm sure. almost surprised they haven't done it already. No, you're, it doesn't you're mean absolutely I, doesn't right. mean I want to see it. It just yeah. means. Uh, no, you're you're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, I, I just Judd Nelson could play the principal, yo. Hey, look at that. See what I just did? Um, I don't know. Just everything about this movie just sounds really great to me. I love the kind of coming-of-age story. I've mm-hmm. mentioned m- many times on this podcast. Um, I'm a sucker for that story. And, uh, you know, the, the 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 guy who really is the rock star jock drink all the time, he's, he's very living in the moment, you know, hence the title, and, you know, kind of crossing paths with this do-good girl who has aspirations, who... Is basically the opposite of him. Is that like Asperger's? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> There's probably medication for aspirations. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's no, I haven't seen a trailer for this film yet. I haven't been able to track one down. But um, a lot of great reviews. They both received acting awards at Sundance, both mm-hmm. the two younger leads. They're in their 20s right now, I think. But, I don't know. There's a really cool cast behind it. Jennifer Jason Lee's in it. Also, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who was in Smash last year's in it. Uh, Kyle Chandler, who I love from Friday Night Lights, uh, he was also in Argo. Argo, correct. And in uh, <clears throat> Zero Dark Thirty, right? As as well, you're right, John. Uh, Bob Odenkirk's in the film, and my boy Andre Royo, Bubbles from The Wire, is in this film. I don't know. I'm, I got to, I got to meet him when yeah, I used to work at my old job. Right. I I hung out with him for a couple mm-hmm. days. He was an awesome guy. But it just it just looks like a great film. It looks like that small gem of a film. There's also a movie coming out earlier this summer. 
called The Way Way Back that I really want to see. Yeah, too, yeah, with Steve Carell also, and Sam, Sam It also kind of has that like that summer of what happened to yeah. me, which I just I it makes me so sentimental watching those movies. Yeah, like it's just I I almost cry. I, I feel like I'm gonna cry, mm-hmm. which I'm okay with. Like it, I, I feel like that like when I watch The Perks of Being a Wallflower, it's like that kind of movie for me. Where there's that moment that like shapes this person, you know, for the or these characters for the rest of their lives, mm-hmm. and and they could always pinpoint it back. And you know, I think about my. Childhood. Well, you just remember how long the summer was when you were a kid, and how totally, long like man. a school year was, and how it all like, blends together now. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. And you and you don't have those those things that happen that those 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 I don't know those paramount moments of your summers, you know, when you're in that age. Yeah, but noisy hard drive over there. Yeah. <laughs> Overheating. Yeah. But yeah, Spectacular Now, uh, it's coming out in theaters August 2nd. It, it may be like a limited to, to wide release, you mm-hmm. know, throughout the month of August. But um, I'm really excited for it. It's based on a book by Tim Tharp. Uh, I'm trying to track the book down and read it possibly before the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like a movie that's made for me. So yeah, the Spectacular Now. Well, bring us home, John. Bring us home. Uh, the uh, My pick for August... Uh, is I realize kind of there's a theme going with like directors that I like. I mean, mm-hmm. Zack Snyder I like, but the other three movies or the other two movies that I picked uh, that I've already mentioned, but, you know, Noah Baumbach, Francis Ha, uh, Guillermo del Toro for Pacific Rim. So this is another one where I'm basing it on the track record of the director and the creative team behind this movie. Um, they've made, they really haven't made a movie that I think has failed yet. I mean, they, the, First off, this team came out with Shaun of the Dead. The two, yeah. Then after that, Hot Fuzz. Then after that, uh, even though I didn't see Paul, so I don't know what Simon Pegg and Nick Frost were up to in that, but I did see uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, um, which I thought was great. And all those movies are extremely rewatchable, extremely fun, so I have very high hopes for The World's End, their movie that they're releasing in August. It's kind of a tight-lipped uh, production in terms of what the actual plot is. Yeah. I find that really interesting because that means that I trust those guys when they say, and it gets weirder from there, that what they mean is there's, you know, it, it might be something in the neighborhood of like uh, John dies at the end where it just there's weirdness and it escalates. I don't know what it is, but yeah. the idea of it is, I think there's going to be some kind of an apocalyptic angle to it that it might be like the last night of the earth. But the premise is these these five old friends try to recreate this, this pub crawl that they had back in the day. So it's about a bunch of guys who are kind of, it looks like they're all playing guys who are sort of like a little past their prime. But the cast is great. It's uh, Simon Pegg, Martin Freeman, Nick Frost. There's a couple of other actors. I'm not thinking of their names right now, but you'd recognize them. Is it in Stephen? Uh, is Steve Coogan? Is he one of no, them? No, not Steve Coogan. Um, oh, God, the guy from the Ricky Gervais show. Oh, Steve Merchant. Yeah, isn't he in it? He might be. Hold on a second. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, no, the, the this is the, the whole Blood and Ice Cream trilogy. Yes, like this supposedly is the, the the last movie in a sort of well with those with those actors playing buddies and with that director. I mean, you could see how it could get to be a little familiar, but the plot description is just five friends reunite in an attempt to top their epic pub crawl from twenty years earlier, unwittingly become humankind's only hope for survival. Very vague, no idea how that goes, <laughs> but supposedly as they try to recreate their pub crawl, as they arrive at each bar that they went to, things just escalate and it gets stranger from there. I you know I'm I'm definitely hooked. I, like I said, these guys have always made really really funny films, but also there's always been kind of a, uh, like if as a movie fan, there's always a ton of references and a ton yeah. of, a ton of like, a, even when they're not doing a pastiche of something, there's just a lot of control over like what the camera's doing and what's being revealed and the way the dialogue and the character, everything's working. I feel like they're very precise filmmakers and, um, and yeah, I, I mean, not knowing what to expect only makes me 
more excited for it. So uh, probably yeah, by the Steve, time Steve August is not in it. <laughs> probably by the time well. August rolls around, uh, they will have revealed a lot in yeah, the trailers. Yeah, there's a trailer out for it. But yet. at this point, I'm really intrigued by just how little I know about it, and mm-hmm. I'm just kind of banking on the fact that you, you know, know the one piece that will sell this to Ronald. Guess who's in it? Who's in it? Female. Skin pillows. Actually, I don't know. You didn't refer to her. Rossman Pike. Oh, what? From, uh, from Jack, Jack Reacher. Reacher. Oh, man. I might yeah. have to check this I movie out. I know you out. like her. But oh, yeah, also, uh, 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 Patty Considine. Yeah. Or Considine. I don't know how you say his name. but he's, he's, I he's think pop- it's Considine. He's popped up in a few movies. He's always really good. He's one of the buddies as well. And then the other buddy is Eddie Marsan, who's yeah. another British actor that you definitely will recognize. He plays, uh, is it Lestrade in the Sherlock Holmes yes. films? Yes. So. Uh, Patty Considine. Amazing film he's in, In America. You guys ever see that? Mm-mm. Put it on your list. In mm-hmm. America. Yeah. Great yeah, film. I've never seen it. Ten years ago, I think, but oh, awesome okay. movie. But yeah, dude, I'm excited for the world. It, they, that was on my short list, but I thought you might mention yeah. that, so I went safe <laughs> and went other other direction. But uh, yeah, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. I mean, <laughs> very good movies. Oh my gosh, Shaun of the Dead, especially. For, I mean, my in my opinion, right? It, it's just so funny, and the horror piece of it is so great as well. Um, I tried to watch One of the Dead the other day. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Cuban. No, it was bad. Cubans on weird. Movie. So bad. Had high expectations for that one. <laughs> it sounds like you're really, so you're very upset about really it. excited. I down it's something about you've had down. that movie forever. I know. I feel like you mentioned One of the Dead in like our first ever podcast when really we recorded the podcast really for Insidious. I think you mentioned having One of the Dead. I really wanted to see it, and then I finally watched. It's like a Blu-ray out of, of it. It looks. So bad. And then you created the character of Sleepy One. Remember? <laughs> I think that was the origin of Epi, Epi, Epi. Epi. Yeah. So basically, there's a lot. There's 12 really, really, really exciting movies that I think even even if we didn't mention the ones that each of us said, I think we'd all really yeah. enjoy seeing any of them. And then don't forget, uh, the day that this podcast is released, you can go see Iron Man. If you can see uh, Ronald's hands, like what he does. <laughs> Iron Man hands. 3, oh boy. Oh, there's more. We were like, oh, there's more than one Iron Man. Oh, there's one flying around. Oh, boy. And I definitely hunched over. I don't know why. Like, like they all have hunchbacks. And I was just thinking like, all I said was, I can't believe it's the summer movie season already. You know, I could have said any movie. I just am saying, I can't believe we're already here. And then 10 minutes later, I actually said that I really wanted to yeah, see Yeah, no, and I was glad. And then it came back up because yeah. then it, the tension went away yeah. from you and he hit me with it. Yeah. But yeah, lots of good stuff. There's tons of other movies that we didn't mention that are coming out this summer. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll post some of the other ones that we want to see on our Facebook or the website. But there's And some of these are sure to be great. Grown Ups too. Done. The Internship. Mm-hmm. Done. The Lone Ranger. <laughs> the to-do list. Oh, with Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Well, that might be good. Oh, yeah, that'll be good. I, I, uh, See, John was being sarcastic. I you know. know. That's and what then that I, realized, I realized what was being done. The light bulb like, went off. I just ruined it by saying Dude, that yeah. that might be good. Do you think the Lone Ranger's going to be bad? I think it looks horrible. I mean, I don't know. I, I had no interest. <laughs> to me, it looks like someone just said... Jack Sparrow. Let's just let <laughs> Ronnie Depp. Let's and... just let Ronnie Depp. Ronnie Ron- Depp. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know this one started his twin brother Ronnie Depp. Um, stunt double. There's actually a scene where Ronnie Depp and Johnny Depp 69 each other. Wow. <laughs> like what you there, Army Hammer is Arm and Hammer. His name is. I can't believe his name is. His stage name is Army Hammer. That's. Yeah. 
I mean, that movie may be fun, but it's it just crazy. looks so over the top. And all I heard about it forever was how big the budget was and how they apparently there were werewolves in it that got cut to bring the budget down. And then wow. seeing Johnny Depp run around, not to mention Ronnie Depp, but to see Johnny Depp running around with like a dead bird on his head, all of it just feels so like, like you said, Jack Sparrow. But like, <laughs> but I mean, I have no idea what they think. Like it, anytime I see a trailer that that shows any of the plot, it just looks like you can tell that they're really trying to get. It just looks this incoherent to, well. to me, though. They've been they've been showing trailers for this movie for a year, mm-hmm. like real whole trailers. That's crazy. No teasers, whole trailers for this movie. Is that true? They've been showing they've been showing they, trailers the for, been a out for a very long. Time. I remember I remember like, it seemed at like least a, seven or eight. Months. I love how I turned to Steve to sign out of something. That was true. like yeah, because because the reason I, the reason I remember it is who was going to da- Dad is Ronald is what Ronald <laughs> today my friend Ronald well, told now me. son <laughs> Dad today my friend Ronald told me that they've been showing trailers for Lone Ranger for a year is that true Dad? What did I tell you about that kid Ronald? <laughs> Telling you lies. <laughs> no, but man, it's it's weird. It's been so long. Yeah. I remember last summer. Towards the end of the summer, I was seeing trailers for it on like when I was going to see movies. Like this comes out next year. Why would they? It does seem like it's been in the works for a long time too. And I do think there was a period where it got sidelined because the budget had gotten too big, and then they cut some things. But I just don't know why that movie is. I just don't know why make that kind of movie. Like here's the thing that's funny. I saw a trailer for it maybe as long as a year ago in a in a crowded theater where there were like. There were you could definitely see the different age demographics, mm-hmm. and there were anyone with white hair was like, "Oh, Lone Ranger!" at the end of the trailer. But the mm-hmm. rest of the crowd, I felt like there was this just crickets. Like I don't think the name Lone Ranger means anything. It, so really, they're just selling it on the basis of, "Hey, come watch Johnny Depp with white face paint do you know crazy stuff." It played at the same time as a, a like shortly after that. It was like two other two trailers uh, after that. A Tyler Perry movie came on. Both of them got the same reaction. I'm just saying. <laughs> this movie might not be do that well in the theaters, but, but that's an indication uh, it's probably going to be very successful. Though. Yeah, it'll make its money. <laughs> it's, it's well, let's put it this way though: Tyler Perry has doesn't have to go nearly as far to make back his budget as this movie does. This movie that's is very true. true. Uh, very true. That's the truth. Why is this movie so big budget? I've, I haven't seen anything in the trailer that implies like big budget to me. Well, I mean, it's I, there's a lot of explosions. That much is uh, for okay. sure. But and Johnny Depp. Apparently, there's a there's some point where there would have been werewolves, but that's just fucking bizarre <laughs> that is bizarre <laughs> maybe his hat is a werewolf maybe they're all cgi I don't John know. Been not interested also yeah. don't care about hangover three I wish i did I, I like the first one don't really care about after earth or the sequel to olympus has fallen white house down uh oh that movie looks and oddly enough i feel horrible about saying this i'm not excited at all about monsters university I will see it. I will see it. I have the Henry factor going for me. So to me, that and Despicable Me too. I'm are like that. I'm excited. Those are guaranteed. Like opening weekend, Henry's gonna love it. Oh, dude, Despicable Me too. I'm I'm there. Yeah. But something about the trailers for Monsters University it has me worried. You're just rattling off. Is that what we're doing right now? You just he was mentioning. You just rattled off a couple movies. Let me rattle off a couple movies because you just did that. Are they ones that we are not looking forward to seeing? (laughs) Those ones that we're looking forward. Oh, that's not what we're talking about though. Okay, you know what I'm about. Let's keep let's keep on track here. It's gonna make you feel better, Ronald. Just say a couple movies. Fucking Blue Jasmine. <laughs> Who just... the fuck cares about Blue Jasmine? That... I care. About no it. one knows what it is. Now is it like you an see incense? me. I think it's a flavor of incense, and you mix it up with your movie. Now list. you see me. Is some of those those oils you can put. He's in literally your car? going down to listen now, John. This you you the open end. the gate. I, I really do think Blue Jasmine is one of those little, those, those oil drops you can put in your car to give it a scent. <laughs> it is. I think it is. There's one called Black Pussy, and there's another one called Blue Jasmine. Black Pussy. <laughs> Have you ever seen that though? It exists. It just. Right next to the counter. Spanish fly. Yeah. 
<laughs> what, that makes me want to look yeah. and see if it, I could get some. <laughs> so, yeah, you said it. Blue Jasmine and what else? Um, Fast and the Furious 6, bitch. Do you mean Fast and Furious 6? Fast. Oh, yeah. I forgot they did that. <laughs> Only God forgives. Of course. Yeah. Okay. I kind of want to see Aftershock, too. I want to see the bling ring. Yeah. That trailer that just came out, like, last week. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a Yeah, decent. it's interesting. But regardless, a lot of variety this summer. Yeah. Uh, from what we all chose for the films of the month, we, mm-hmm. some big budgets, some very small films. You know, films we haven't even seen trailers for, but we just kind of go off the talent involved. Right. Um, yeah. God, man, I hope this summer's good. Yeah, I hope so, this too. This is the time of year we all look forward to. Well, that and the Oscars, late fall. Mm-hmm. But let, let's go see some good movies this summer, hopefully. Yeah, we'll have a lot to talk yeah. about. So again, we'll, we'll, we may post some more of the films that we're going to be looking forward to this summer on the Facebook or on the moviesmovie.net. But um, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm excited. Same. And by the time this comes out, hopefully we'll all have seen Iron Man 3. And we can come and, back. And, and, we, and Ronald can come back and rave about it. Yeah. And how Maybe much he like loved it. all of the Iron Mans on the screen at once. Yeah, how cool it was to how see cool more than was. one Iron Man at one time. It was time. crazy. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, 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 shit. Oh, 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 <laughs> shit myself. Oh, shit myself. I can't handle it. <laughs> I will shit one shit for each Iron Man that there is on the screen. I'll bring some white and ducks for you. We're <laughs> like rabbit turds. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening. Summer 2013 preview. God, I can't wait for these movies to come out. Same. Saying it again. But as always, you've made our day. Ooh, as always. We'll talk to you soon. Number 70 coming soon. I don't know what it is, but it's coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Ooh.